market research or UX research. Parnata has done it all, having worked with great organizations like Cantor and Nika. Parmita shares her wisdom from her experiences in market and UX research. You're listening to India's first user and UX research podcast, Core User to UX, and I am your host, Sweekriti. Hi, Parmita. Welcome to the show. Really great to have you here. Your journey is very interesting to me because you have worked for two of the organizations I admire a lot. One is Kantar and then now Nika. So both of them are really great at understanding users because many organizations use research done by Kantar and then Nika in itself is epitome of how they understand their users and then packaging themselves, presenting themselves in a way. I mean, I keep seeing the updates in the Nika app and I'm blown away each time I open it. So, oh boy, that is some really great work there. So that's why I wanted to invite you and, uh, you know, talk to you how things how do you think as a UX researcher yeah. and how things progress so thank you so much for joining pleasure so first I would like to talk about your journey you were per se a market researcher first yes and UX research is pretty new okay to be honest, as a child, I knew about market research, but nothing about UX or UX research. I'm even surprised as a child you knew about market research because, you know, most of um, us researchers, we have, an, we have an internal joke amongst ourselves that before we got into the field, we didn't know, you know, like such thing existed. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not as famous as engineering, but still there was an idea that yes, there's something as market research where we are understanding the market, the users, the consumers. So I would like you to talk a little bit about your role as a market researcher and now transitioning into UX research. How different are both of these fields? Okay. So yes, I was a qualitative market researcher before I moved on to UX research. And why I specified qualitative is because in market research, we have two broad divisions. It's quantitative and qualitative. So I have been throughout uh, a qualitative researcher. To talk about my transition from qualitative research to UX research, I will just say that, you know, I had finished five years of my uh, work experience and five years is a milestone right, 5, 10, 15, those are like a milestone. Yeah. So that also gave me a chance and a moment to, you know, sit back and think about what I have done so far and what do I want to do in future. Hmm. And as you rightly said, I was working at Kantan, which was the best and the biggest uh, market research agency uh, globally. Hmm. So there was nothing beyond that. Okay. Hmm. And uh, in my five years as a qualitative research, I think I had pretty much, you know, done it all. However, you know, growth is consistent. And as you go along uh, and what I mean to say is I had seen all facets of qualitative research. And when I was contemplating uh, all of this, I think in last two, three years, tech has boomed. Okay. Like, like even when I watch certain talk shows, 
you know even they talk about how the role played by say whether it's social media or uh, technology even in last 2 3 years it has again intensified like internet was a part of our lives like all along but it intensified after 2018 and then pandemic and all of it so i thought to myself that you know i want to be closer to tech i want to be closer to the technology because uh, you also must be reading lot of articles that my generation uh, the current workforce you know they will be changing multiple gears by the time they retire this is not that generation of you know our parents where when they retired they were in the same organization for like say 25 years and then they just retired it's a, i'm not talking of even organization i'm also talking about roles and profiles that you worked you just cannot keep doing the same thing and this is something which i personally believe in that you have in life in career you have to keep switching gears you know i uh, referring to like driving you have to keep switching gears to be relevant because if you doing the same thing one is you are stagnating yourself and tomorrow you know that field may not be relevant anymore and your skills may not be relevant anymore just because of the fact that you know you were stagnant so which is when i was also reading a lot about ux research it was an upcoming field and like the very fact that it had research i i started uh, reading more about it that okay like what field of research is it and thankfully uh, like it was good for me that it was very much aligned to what i was already doing it was not something completely opposite so it was not that okay i woke up one day and i wanted to do something which was totally not aligned because when people um, yeah so you know when you choose something which is totally unrelated the switch becomes very difficult because you have to start from scratch and um, you have like basically that is also something which i didn't want to do after being a working professional for 5 years i didn't want to start from scratch so it was also field by where my skills and my experience was relevant so i was just you know build, building upon that and moving forward um and yeah which is when i started doing uh, more research as to how qualitative research builds into ux research and if i want to get into this field how will it help me go on from here and uh, yeah that is how nika happened like yeah so that's pretty much so if we talk about the differences between market research and ux research what do you think are the major or even the nuances that you know make both the fields different um see the learning remains i, I will say you have to sh- shift the lens okay you have to shift the lens while you are Uh, approaching a uh, research so the fundamentals i mean it's it's not that okay it's completely different um however i i will just tell you like two three major differences so when we talk about you know consumer research the stakeholders in consumer research is marketing okay so all the decisions are marketing like it's driven by how to like the marketing decisions okay so it may be a brand image it may be brand building it may be a brand positioning 
it may also be a new product launch it may be to understand like what are the consumer needs con understanding consumer pain points all of those but at the end of the day these are all marketing decisions right so that is one thing and second is in consumer research you understand consumer as a whole so if i speak to you i want to understand you in and out as a person okay like what are your dreams what are your desires what are your drivers you know and uh, what do you want in life what are some of your regrets so i want to understand you as a person thoroughly because that somewhere builds into like you know how you are as a consumer right whereas in uh, ux research i will say the focus is extremely sharp narrow and tactical so here uh, again you you uh, ux research is tied to the uh, product and tech okay so you may not be interested in the consumer as a whole but you are only interested in how he interacts with your product so during that time when you know he or she is interacting with your product what is that behavior like you are only interested in that yeah. of course i mean some parts of your personality or persona do dive into like what you did because of uh, like why you did what you did but yeah the focus is very very sharp and narrow yeah so did you ever not feel a need in ux research to know your consumer thoroughly because i have felt that need quite a lot of times what happens is put my user in with respect to my product or the very specific environment i get limited responses it may yeah. not enough to you know project in the future or get ideas for the future and it becomes very limited so what has been your experience in that aspect yeah so my experience has been very interesting and i will tell you that you know uh, because i am a qualitative researcher so even in that limited interaction that i have with my user where you know i may ask him few personal questions but like not too many my resident knowledge and my experience over the years also helped me understand where they are coming from okay like why they said certain thing or why you know this behavior means this so it's something which i go back and tie it down mm. yeah some of it obviously the user also spills out like during whatever interactions happen or but yeah this is what has been my experience and this is what i do because whatever uh, research it is not everything is said right and as a researcher also like somewhere my skill is to even catch the non verbal cues or something which is too layered not everyone will say things very very plainly right so uh, reading between the lines and those sort of things help me kind of draw my own conclusions Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of that came to you with a lot of experience that yeah. you know getting those non-verbal cues, observation. But if someone has to hone those skills, or how does from where does one start? Like, do you have any recommendations or anything? I mean, see, this is something which is not tangible, right? So mm-hmm. there is no such rule book. It's a skill which can't be put into words, or I can't even tell you that if. Uh, someone listens to this x thing or if someone reads that y book or that literature 
it's it's just like for so many things right like how people say it comes with practice and in the beginning we wouldn't believe them thinking are aise kaise aa jayega practice se but we've seen that happen right like whatever it is mm-hmm. so even in our day to day life we just become better with practice i guess some for some things we just have to wait <laughs> and also i definitely say it will come with practice but practice but you also have to own some of it so like if you just don't have it in you then it may not come but as i said this is not at all tangible like i cannot put it in words this is like this is a very i will say an interpersonal skill you know mm-hmm. yeah so you can just point it out that okay this person has it this doesn't but yeah but but there is certain things like that get stimulated or grow better in certain kind of environment so even if i i know that i may not have that skill right now of accurately gauging the emotions the observations the behavior of my user but then what kind of environment or what kind of environment should i wrap yeah. myself into to maybe move in that direction at least so i think what helps is obviously always being girl in an environment where you are uh, also surrounded by equally curious people you know and you're very you constantly questioning so it's only through you know in a work environment when you are surrounded by mentors who keep questioning okay why this why that or, or a certain set of your colleagues or your seniors so only then you know uh, you will begin to think in a certain way you will begin to approach in a certain way or maybe you will even see and learn so that's the thing but as i said like while i'm thinking at the back of my mind lot of it is like how actors define acting you know they like start out they're so terrible but if they have it in them and again i'm saying if they have it in them then maybe you know with each movie they become better but if they completely like um so and also i uh, as i was saying before you you can't put the skill in word at least i can't maybe if someone can then i don't know but yeah yeah i like how you describe it because i think that's the beauty of research it it's that it requires me to be introspective and see if i have it in me and then improve and just reveal that to the world and then apply it in my job so I, so i also tell you like why a lot of re- uh, researchers why they are from humanities background because uh, you know individuals who are from humanities background they are naturally you know more inclined towards literature or they come from psychology background or they are naturally good observers yeah and they are more between that left brain and right brain they are more of that where this is something which they are good at like if they someone who is extremely logical mechanical and all of that then maybe they are more suitable as i would say uh and i mentioned it before right in research we have a quant and a qual so a quantitative researcher is more number driven more logical mm. but a qualitative research is more of you know why and what and all of that so yeah i guess that that quality of being an artist in finding art in human beings and correct 
yeah a lot of like reading you have to read so much as a researcher you have to read 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 so uh these are some of the skills which some people have some don't like i have seen some people who maybe got into research they didn't have any of this soft skills you know like reading was not their thing and eventually beyond a certain point it didn't keep them going mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of okay now i'll switch gears now and uh, in our last intro call you said something very interesting that in consumerism it's a woman's world out there and that is very interesting because now you are into ux research you are into tech which seems or is perceived very male dominated and see even if we want the world to be gender neutral and gender fluid there are still a lot of nuances and things that exist in the world that it is what it is so not maybe going in the gender term probably i'm talking about more of the major gender conditioning that exists in the world and which is very bifurcated now it has come this gender fluid thing and people not abiding by certain rules but if we see in the major sense of things it is very still man and woman so you have studied consumerism so closely what are the nuances and you know behavioral differences when it comes to a man and a woman and how do you compare it in both of your experiences like when you were working with maybe fmcg fraud products in market research and now you are in tech what are the things that you have observed and you would like to share so as i was saying in consumer research yes like a uh, lot of the work is centered around women but that also comes from the fact that i even explained to you last time that women are the decision makers of the household and also like so many categories that they interact with makes them like the center of recipients of lot of research that happen whereas i think in the tech world the differences have been leveled out because everyone has a device everyone is using it so there's no gender parity in terms of being a user i would say because whether it's social media or whether it's a uh, whatever e-commerce i think men and women are out there doing it and there's no parity there hmm. so that is there like this is the difference which i would highlight okay but what do you feel that you know is it that certain tech products affect men and women differently let's take the example of social media i as a woman and it may be a biased experience because i am a woman that i feel that the pressure on women on social media is enhanced because a as consumers of even the physical tangible products as you said it's a woman's world out there so we are the decision makers we have more products at our disposal so that also means there is more marketing pressure on women and then there yeah. is some social media that comes in and i know there are different nuances in b2b and b2c products but let's take the example of b2c products so what happens then when i have is it i will say i will just say enhanced pressure is because of enhanced consumption that's just clipot you know the pressure comes from consumption since you gave the example of social media like a very simple observation i don't see 
men interacting so actively like they may be consuming but you know like all of that putting content out there from men is lesser than women right so the very fact that you put yourself out there more and then hence that whole spiraling of you are competing more and you have to maintain an image that you are projecting on social media i would say that i mean i guess then there is still a parity in some way right see the parity is mental there's no societal parity the parity is in how a mental model works i mean and obviously i don't want to gender stereotype because 60% of say men may behave certain way 40% may still behave differently or it may be whatever like since i've not done any concrete research on it whatever i'm saying right now are just my like observations from what i observe but yeah there's no parity which like society is putting which is what i want to tell you that i think technology has leveled it out at least in the virtual world there is no um, i won't say like there is any difference like the way maybe you are seeing it yeah and obviously depending on the uh, you know category the consumer like maybe different like to simply say nike is a uh, like nike beauty is dominated and targeting women right like beauty products obviously i'm not saying men don't use it but there is a majority of user base which will be women so it just depends right from category like if you're talking of gaming i'm automatically assuming that it will be uh, more inclined towards men so mm-hmm. it it just depends on the category interaction okay so in your experience as a market researcher were there any places or spaces where things were gendered neutral or was it always gendered again as i'm saying the way in which women function the way in which men function is different and which is why the differences emerge so i cannot say that something is gender neutral i mean this question is too broad um so i don't know how to answer it but what i'm trying to say is that the differences are inherent and hence they will crop up wherever they will yeah like to give you the simplest example if we look at shopping the way in which men interact with shopping is very different from how women interact with shopping and now this i'm not saying a blanket statement that it is true for everyone you know as a researcher i'm saying this again and again because it's it's like a disclaimer because i don't want to just say any sweeping statements mm-hmm. uh, which is like i'm reiterating so yeah that's how it is i just gave you an example like because the brain functioning is different the approach is different the need is different so which is why there are differences which crop up got i mean there is not a straight answer to it i guess and you know when i tech has smudged the line so much if i'm talking about social media it is different yeah because see i'll tell you you just cannot look at only men women like this is india right when i have done any research firstly i never look at india you also divide like there is a metro there is tier 1 there is tier 2 there is tier 3 each tier behaves differently right uh, a tier 3 user may still behave like a metro user you never know 
then there is men women then there is age group differences a gen z behaves so differently from your millennials and then boomers so each age group so there are so many cuts right so the question you asked me there is no straight answer because a gen z male from tier 2 i can maybe if i do a research i can give you an answer but uh, i cannot give a male versus female answer right like there can be very generalized statement but yeah there is no sure short answer because uh, there are lot of differences in research which come up whether it's age wise whether it's gender wise um whether it's your location wise because geographically also you know we are so vast and we are so different tier 2 are the cities which were small few years back and now are have become like quite big something like an indore yeah indore jaipur these cities have become big now and then there are tier 3 cities also so yeah i mean how how do we generalize like even if we look at metros not all four metros behave same because again geographically like they are stark the one is in north the south ones we differently also um, in this time and age there's so much migration like this generation has seen people who've come from smaller cities then they have got their education then they've started working and now they are living because of their jobs in metro so that it's also different right like these are first generation migrants to metro so you bring up a very good point of you know india has always been a very heterogeneous country Absolutely. and now uh, with tech there are parts of westerners in our metro cities you see yeah. something like bangalore you see something like bombing they bombay has a quality of new york bangalore has a quality of silicon valley delhi is a mix of everything it it stands out it's weird kolkata feels like a metro that was a very major city a few decades back and now it's still stuck there it's it's so different you like i got the point that you know gender is a very broad lens to see through things so what Absolutely. is yeah so what i would want to know is what are the qualities or you know maybe uh, the compass that has helped you deal with so much heterogeneity or heterogeneous behavior because yeah so i will just tell you i keep going back to references from films one is i'm obsessed but the second thing is also because i will just say that the references what amir khan told ranbir kapoor that india is not bandra india is not pali you know if you don't get out of it you won't become a good actor also i a lot of these movie stars who are struggling today is because they've not stepped out of their you know plush a plus uh, sca plus plus neighborhoods they don't know and which is why their experiences their interactions are so limited it's only within their vicinity and their kind of neighborhood i will just say what has helped me is like uh my journey has been very varied i have lived across cities uh i have traveled i have uh i have interacted with people from all sorts of strata i have seen different kinds of life it always adds on to your experience it makes you a human being with lot of richer experiences and those experiences also build your lens your outlook i think as a researcher i don't know why i didn't bring it up earlier 
there's a saying for love that if you judge someone you can't love them i say the same thing for research that if i judge you i won't be able to understand you and if i want to understand you i have to keep aside my biases mm-hmm. uh, so i i just think that uh, being very open to experiences to people you know if you are just in metros you will feel oh you know india has progressed so much and like we have reached another century and all but if you just you know visit some tier 2 tier 3 city you will realize things have not changed so much on the ground right so if you are living in a, a metro city it, that is not india you know like this is something which has been said time and again the real india is in the heartland you need to be in touch with the ground to know like what's the reality aap apni ac cabin mein baith ke ye nahi soch sakte ki mera user ye soch raha hai no how do you know have you gone have you interacted uh, do you know what is their life like yeah and try to understand them yes so absolutely that these are some great points that you brought up and i like how our conversation was not just about research but what all influences in research and where do we draw our research from you know even traveling has helped me become a researcher i feel nothing else no books or yes i read i everything but the amount of affection or i have for traveling and how it has affected my research capabilities it's just mind blowing so thank you for bringing that up uh, yeah so thank you so much for your time parmita uh these were all for doing this it was wonderful it was a very new and exciting thing that i was doing so yeah yeah absolutely your experiences were of a different kind very different from what i have done before in fact in the middle i felt a little lost as well i was like this different it was not familiar so that is a good thing for me even though i was uncomfortable so that is a very good thing for me as a host and a researcher so thank you so much for that thank and you I-